Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Boom! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy and holy i you know listen <laughs> i just i just did so i just did my last patriot street fighter show on uh, scott mckay's channel right um yeah. hosted the show went great it was one hour of nothing more than me just talking for one hour about the global firestorm event jackpot event cool. what's happening in the world um Medvedev's predictions. This is the former president of Russia's predictions. Yes. And how all this streams together. Um, I don't really want to talk about that tonight, but I have to because, dude, it's all unfolding. Quickly, huh? So he comes out yesterday or two days ago, whatever it is, and makes predictions about 2023. He says the rise of the Fourth Reich, uh, the, the collapse of Ukraine, all these things, right? Immediately after this, we see, not now, Europe, second war threatens to explode. As Russia's unprovoked war in Ukraine heads towards its one-year anniversary, another European flashpoint is in danger of reigniting a second war on the continent. Kosovo Kosovo, was at the center of the last all-out war in Europe in the late 90s, and tensions there have never been fully dissipated. And so now... Serbia and Kosovo are going at it. And it's about to break out into another war. Yeah. High alert. Right. So what did uh, Medvedev say yesterday? He said several predictions. Right. You're talking about those? The rise of the Fourth Reich, mm-hmm. right, mm. which would come about through the Kiev, the, the former Kiev states, right? So the, the whatever's left of Ukraine. Yeah. Slovakia. Right? And, and these other broken up parts. And, yeah. and what produces that destabilization in those regions? War. And we're seeing it already come about, man. This is. Tensions are high. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it's interesting, too, because if you start thinking about how human consciousness works, about how energy and, and all this thing works, I mean, it starts to make mm-hmm. a lot of sense why the world is like this right now. There's a lot of unpredictability. There's a lot of things that are undefined. There's a lot of fear in the world. And I obviously yeah. that's done by design. But mm-hmm. when we start to look at it, we can see why these 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 countries are coming to conflict. It's because the people are coming to conflict. And this also goes into that internal struggle, that internal conflict with the self. Is humanity's in a transitionary spot, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man, it is really interesting how that's unfolding here. And it makes me wonder. I feel like we live on a managed planet, if that makes sense. Uh, man, I, I thought like, you were going to say managed plantation. <laughs> yeah, that works too. It does. It really does. But I wonder if there's different ways to run a planet. Does that make sense? You mm-hmm. know, maybe we have a certain structure or a certain cadence to how they do things. You know, we have the fourth turning. We have the 90-year cycles. Maybe there's other planets where they don't utilize this kind of idea to control the world. They have another method, kind of like the different types of government and things. But this is the, a bigger picture, long-term ruling a planet. Hmm. Imagine that. So, somebody write a book about that. <laughs> what? What if? What if? Yeah. Okay, that uh-huh. that 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 structure of the planet derived from the planet's orbit around the galaxy and the point in place geographically it was in that galactic rotation plane, and moving through various different bands of frequency of resonance and dissonance. That's probably true, man. It probably I is. I believe so. I believe so. And kind of like being born, wherever, like, you know, it's a roll of the dice on where you're born in the world. It's a roll on the dice of where you're born in the universe, too, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. 
but the I world mean, is stranger than fiction. So yeah, we yeah. see this stuff, like you said, we see it unfolding just right after this massive prediction by Dimitri. Also, in Holy there you smokes. go. We'll just call him Dimitri because his last name Medvedev is just so hard. So, few updates. Um, tomorrow is my birthday. I'm 41. Happy birthday. Do I look 41? Do I look 41? Uh, you don't You don't look a day over 40. <laughs> you don't look a day over 40. That's right. So tomorrow's my birthday. I'm 41. Um, besides the Dark Delight show in the morning, I'm taking the rest of the day off. Um, I'm going to go and uh, get drunk at a bar. <laughs> Why not? All right. Have fun. Yeah. Play some darts. Play some pool. I, that's, I, I'm just going to go play darts <laughs> and pool. But we're going right. out to dinner, and I'm going to play darts and pool with um, one of my buddies out here. But... So Vince yeah. will be hosting the show tomorrow night. Um, we'll try to get him a co-host. Maybe Lolo wants to come co-host with him. All right, let's go, Lolo. <laughs> that's it, Lolo. Um, Just two two beautiful hosts. Two beautiful hosts. That's right. Um, so that's one update. Then tonight is kind of. I guess we can just call it the birthday celebration. We can actually talk about Vince's theory there. That'd All be right, pretty cool. cool. Is so tonight on the After Dark Chat Q and A. Every Tuesday night on socialredpill.com. It's a live Zoom call with myself. Vince is there. Quite a few other people are there. Um, everybody's invited. Just go to socialredpill.com. Sign up for a free subscription. And about five minutes before, the link is posted in the main feed. But if you're looking for it, you go into the events tab and it'll say Social Red Pill Zoom. And that's the one that we're going to be in. Um, if you want to support us over there, you can go ahead and get a subscription. That also helps support everything that we do. Much appreciated on that. Um, that will be tonight about, um, it just sucks being in my time zone, right? So it's usually 9 p.m. Mountain. So it's 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's 10 p.m. Central. 11 p.m. Eastern is when we jump onto that. And we're usually on there for a good four or five hours. Um, yeah, so socialredpill.com. You just need to be a, a, a member. It's free to join. If you want to support us, you can. Um, so we'll be on there. And we can usually fit about 100 people in that Zoom. Um, if we need to go to other places, we can do that. But, I mean, yeah. once in and a if blue moon, we get over 100 people. So. Yeah, and you could turn your camera off and be a fly on the wall, yep. or you could turn your audio on and hop in, and we could have conversations. So come in. Don't be shy. You know, it's a great time. Yeah, you don't have to have your camera on. You don't have to have your audio on. Um, and it's always a good time. We're, we always got different types of conversations, good conversations on there. Um, the next thing that we have going on is Battle of the Streams. Uh, Battle of the Streams is kind of another way you guys can help support the Red Pill Project, everything that we do. Um, that is taking place between DLive, Rumble, and Pilled. Um, always a competition amongst them. I think Pilled has just been demolishing everybody lately, though. You guys are awesome on all those channels. So much appreciated, and thank you so much for, for all the support out there. Um, Friday night on Conversations on the Fringe, I said if anybody wanted a Christmas present... I'll send you one. I had, I think, four replies, so I'll be sending out four things to those people who replied to me. So next time, just, you know, just come on out and be like, I want a present. It's too late now. Don't be doing it now. I got the four well, we have a we have a very humble audience. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's awesome. Oh, no, yeah. Um, but, you know. And if they're wondering what they're going to get, it's probably going to be a book, just an FYI. Ooh, that's a wonderful present. Oh, trust me. It's the book, the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. That's that's what books are, man. It's books a page are amazing turner. things. Is yeah, it one you have to revisit more than once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love sending people books. I've actually throughout the years of doing this, I've sent probably thirty or forty books out to various different people, just as nice. gifts. Because, and I've received tons of books from the guests that I've had on the shows, autographed copies, and these types of things. And it, it, I'm actually getting a, like a nice little collection, like of of autographed that's awesome. books. And of, of like some of my favorite people in the world, uh, and right. you know, I actually we'll I was to... I got Judy Mikovits's latest book oh, from her specifically. Her. She gave me her book, and then signed it to Joshua. And like, oh, I use Judy. That's pretty cool. I think about her a lot because of all of the medical information going back around again, mm -hmm. and uh, things coming to light. And uh, I'm I'm always wonder, you know, is this misinformation? Is this true? And all this kind of stuff. And it's a lot of work to really dig in. So having uh, somebody like Judy come in and answer questions is so 
helpful just to and I always think I'm like, dang, I wish I could just call Judy right now. What the heck is going on? Is this real or text or something? Well, I, I will call her up and, and maybe we'll get her back on the show. I'd love to have her. Uh, maybe right. you can even get her on morning coffee. Who knows? Maybe she may do an interview. I'll have to. Uh, I have a few questions off the top of my head, but yeah, I, she's one. She's amazing. Uh, yeah. What a great gift. Well, there's a lot of great people out there. She is definitely one of them. Uh, Dr. Tao Braun is another one I'm going to have back on shortly. Uh, he's been just rocking it. And then uh, Todd, Attorney Todd Callender, been rocking it. Tom Rent's been rocking it. Yeah. Um, and Rent's big time. Yeah. And so they're just so busy. I'm, I don't want to reach out and schedule them. Um, for everybody out there, I had a nice long conversation with uh, everybody's favorite person, Juan O'Savin, this morning. It was pretty cool. How's he doing? Uh, he's doing well. He's doing well. It was actually, he gave me some uh, uh, information on the Brunson case update. We did a short interview today, and then he called me afterwards. We chatted for a little while. But uh, good Share. Day. You got to share. You got to share on the Brunson. Well, basically the Brunson info, stuff right? is, we're, it's still January 6th. Okay, not not right. any really big new updates, but the okay. uh, the rule number 11 is very critical because this is something that Carrie Lake could actually use. So Carrie Lake right now... Mm-hmm. The judge basically said that she had substantiated an actual case, but they didn't find any wrongdoing. So she can appeal this and she doesn't have to pay the damages. And so she can appeal this now. And when she appeals it, she can do a rule number one in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, the, uh, not the appellate courts, but the, um, um, the circuit courts. So once she gets to the circuit court, she can do a rule 11 to skip over the, the circuit court and go straight to the Supreme mm-hmm. court. So... Rule eleven or Rule eleven is a national security crisis. Which, if oh, the yeah. election was stolen and for governor, that is obviously a national security crisis. So, so he it, did it say is. that, and I was like, God, you're you're actually pretty right about that. That's awesome, I, and, and I agree with that. Good. Yeah, um, but you know, talk about elections. The crackdown. Brazilian Communist Supreme Court issues arrest warrants for opposition leaders, including comedian and a journalist. Uh, corrupt pro-Lula Chief Justice Alexandre de Moraes uh, continues to crack down on pro-Bolsonaro opposition ahead of the scheduled communist takeover January 1st. Indigenous Chief Sarir uh, Exvante, Pastor Fabiano Oliveira, and Federal Deputies Carlos Vaughn and Capitello Asumacao um, have been arrested on charges of democrat undemocratic acts. Ustacueo and Fugaza filed charges against De Morris together with Fugaza's fellow comedian uh, Paulo Victor Sursa in the Inter-American Court of Human Rights. Sousa has not been charged yet. Um, the question is, is what is Bolsonaro doing? He's still in charge of the country. How is he allowing this to take place and happen? But I have a feeling we're about to see civil war rise up in Brazil. Civil war is about to occur in Brazil. Uh, I would say that we're probably days, if not uh, a few short weeks away from this. All right, guys, we're going to go to a special announcement, okay? Mm-hmm. Special announcement from everybody's favorite Admiral, Admiral Levine. So health professionals have a critical role to play. We must continue and to expand their work to address health misinformation directly with their patients. Now, this includes, but it goes beyond COVID-19. So I'd like to just talk briefly about another area of substantial misinformation that is directly impacting health equity in our nation. And that is the health equity of sexual and gender minorities. There is substantial misinformation about gender affirming care for transgender and gender diverse individuals. We are in this nation facing an onslaught of anti-LGBTQI plus actions at the state levels across the United States, and they are dangerous to the public health. The positive value of gender affirming care for youth and adults is not in scientific or medical dispute. So we all need to work together to get our voices um, out in the front line. We need to get our voices in the public eye. And we we know how effective our medical community can be talking to communities, whether it's at town halls, schools, conversations. What what did this son of a bitch just say? We know how effective our medical community can be in talking to the public. How do they know that? 
COVID vaccine mandates. Psychological warfare campaigns. This is this is just atrocious. So Rachel Levine advocates for information censorship, asking healthcare professionals to stop health misinformation and collectively advocate for our tech companies to create a healthier, cleaner information environment by censoring individuals who are anti-LGBTQI plus Y. What? Yeah. Okay. So exactly what we're exposing Twitter for doing, this bitch just came out and said, let's do it. All right. Go get Elon. I mean. This is crazy, dude. Never never thought I would see like an, an admiral wearing a skirt with nuts underneath. I know. And it's like, this is normal. This mm-hmm. is wackadoo. I think it's too wackadoo to work. I don't think it's going to be successful, man. I really don't. It's just too far out there. And people are waking up, man. So I was watching Hunger Games the other day. Okay? It's a little bit older of a movie. Like, what, 2011, I think? Right? Something. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. 2011-2012. So, Hunger Games came out in 2012, okay? So, this movie came out in 2012. This is before mm-hmm. this woke agenda really took a stronghold. Go oh. back and look at the capital city and look what everybody's wearing. What is it, dude? The men have eyeshadow, long lashes, yeah. blush on. There's mess, men dressed as women. I, I'm telling you, it was all mm-hmm. in there. People walking around with masks on. Wow, dude. It's yes. all freaking in there. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, a lot of the programming on Netflix and whatnot, even right before the pandemic, was clearly the same way. It's mm-hmm. fascinating that it goes back a decade or more, though. This is programming people. Yeah. Our brains are more malleable than you could ever imagine without us even being aware of it. Um, but I think uh, what? Uh, Rati's comment. <laughs> I think um, if you're awake, you're immune to this kind of thing, though. Obviously, you notice it. You take note of it. You don't let it mess with you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, wow, fascinating. Furry pinkos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So uh, do you want to know one person that benefited from the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act? Oh, yeah. Mr. Uh, Chief Scientist himself, Mr. Expert Vaccinologist, Medical Doctor, who is not such a thing. You know, I, I loved how during the pandemic and even after... YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all of them were censoring individuals for expressing their medical opinions, their opinions on their own health. And they were they were suppressing doctors, medical professionals, vaccinologists, immunologists. But Bill Gates got to speak freely and he has absolutely zero medical degree. Oh, yeah. Well, they're immune to. um laws mm-hmm. and just normal societal things that's, right. that's for peasants and slaves so boyd why am i not woke as fuck i paid my i don't know it, it does it automatically we're gonna have to look into that boyd 556 i apologize but bill gates gets huge subsidy in the inflation reduction act tariff power a firm bill gates established to create an advanced nuclear reactor demonstration project in wyoming gets a huge subsidy in the inflation reduction act of course it does and you know this comes on the brink that we're moving back towards nuclear power at the same time they developed a fusion power you, you know what's interesting about fusion power uh no so i've been watching a lot of different things on this uh this fusion power okay yeah do you want to know the only thing right now stopping us from having fusion power right now? Yeah, I would love to know. I could probably guess if you want. Is the engineering systems that actually harness the energy and convert it to electricity. That's it. Everything else is done. It, like mm-hmm. The science is there. So now it's time to, for the engineers to walk in, mm-hmm. right? 
to go, okay, so we have this amount of power. This is what's going on. This is how it needs to be contained. These are the safety protocols. This is how the facility needs to operate and and design it. And they say that takes about five to 10 years. But do you understand, like, with a fusion reactor, what we can do? Uh, I imagine it would just be clean fuel forever. Yeah, like quite literally. Like, Like, you could run a city for a century without ever changing the fuel supply. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to pop a meter on that son of a bitch and say, pay up. Yeah, or um, I bet I bet this problem's already been solved and that person is no longer with us or those people are no longer with us. But it also brings about one thing that I've been looking for. And these are ion thrusters. And so this is a, 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 a propulsion. So... A few of the things, and I think was I talking about. This? I think I was talking about this the other night. But when when you start talking about various advances in technology, this always comes about on the back of advances in energy production, right? Like think about what fire, developing fire, finding, discovering fire, and then utilizing that did. It opened okay. up a whole new store of nutrients oh. for humanity, which evolved mm-hmm. us to our current capacity, and I then we developed saying. mechanical forms of power, right? Yeah. Then we yes. then we harness, you know, hydroelectric. Yeah. And, and then so once go ahead. Once we have unlimited unlimited, essentially unlimited power, it opens the floodgate for a, a slew of new technologies. There you go. And ways for us to harness it. So like the gravitational drive that the the uh the Acerabo drive that they've been talking about, the ion thruster drives that they've mm-hmm. been talking about. The only reason we don't have these in like production or or test theoretical uh, theoretical test models because they don't have the energy to actually produce them now they do like Mm. we have to understand that now they have a source that they can tap into they can produce you you know the lasers that that produced that fusion reaction you know how uh, many watts that was no idea it was i think it was 2.3 trillion watts wow Okay. Hmm. Now we have the power to create something like that, which means that we can see ion thruster engines, right? That can then advance us in space to, you know, 600,000 miles per hour, 800,000 miles per hour, a million miles per hour, get us to Mars in four hours. Like Hmm. this is revolutionary, like massive technologically revolutionary. Like think about this. Think about the development of fusion technology is as significant as the creation of the transistor. Okay? Okay. Yeah, it's that big of a doorway. It's that big of a doorway. It's like Nikola Tesla's AC generator. It's like the transistor in the 40s and the 50s. Okay? Which, if anybody doesn't know, the transistor, okay, um, is basically the reason that we have this. This is nothing but transistors billions upon billions of them placed on a silicon wafer okay the reason that we have that today is because of the transistor and so this fusion technology is literally the transistor and this is marking a new technological revolution that's going to open up so many doors so it's freaking phenomenal if allowed to um, well, I don't think there's a choice because it's basically since they've they've already released how to do it. Now you're going to get Joe Schmo's production fusion in their freaking garage, man. Yeah, but they always die. <laughs> but they always die, man. They do. Yeah, by uh, poisoning. All kinds of things. I was actually it's going wild. through this uh, free energy PDF the other day that had like uh-huh. every case of free energy and every death associated with it and all their inventions and wow. where to find their schematics yeah. and all this stuff. Uh, I want to do a show on Friday night about it. So, Oh, cool. I want to do some research on pulling the electricity from the air. I know a lot of people do these experiments. Tesla, for example, uh, Dr. Frankenstein or whatever his name is. Yeah. I'm sorry. I always get it wrong. My question is, all you need is a magnet and some uh, wire and bada bing, bada boom. You've got a light bulb that's lit and not connected to anything. So one of the biggest misconceptions, I think we talked about this the other day. Go ahead. Mm. Go ahead. I was just wondering about scalability of a system like that. Go ahead. Right. So one of the biggest misconceptions about Nikola Tesla was that he generated electricity. 
Right. He pulled it out of the atmosphere, ambient electricity. And mm-hmm. typically with Wardenclyffe's towers, what he was doing is you have something known as the ionosphere, which gets highly charged with cosmic ray bombardment and solar wind bombardment. So there's a continuous influx of electrical energy coming into the ionosphere. Okay, and this is what basically produces our weather and patterns. This is what's manipulated by harp and all these things. Um, but Nikola Tesla was basically going out there and then just pulling electricity out of there, which the Earth yeah. will automatically compensate and pull it back out from the sun, and it's refilled and refreshed. Um, so there are mechanisms to do it out there, and like he has, uh, Tesla has something known as the cosmic ray accumulator. And it's a piece of copper that goes in the ground like a foot and a half. It's got this little antenna on the mm-hmm. top. Um, I got I got all the schematics over here in one of the books. I can take pictures and send them over to you. But um, I'd love that. A lot of people could never get these things to work, and that's because they didn't have the mind of, of Nikola Tesla. But um, Don Maga sent this over. Let's go. And this is absolutely true. We saw this earlier. Sam Bankman Freed's criminal trial judge is married to law partner at the firm that arranged the FTX BlockFi deal. Um, Pam Martins and Russ Martins, December 21st, last week, the New York Times did a puff piece on the judge that we presiding over the Sam Bankman freed criminal trial in the federal courthouse in Lower Manhattan. The judge is Ronnie Abrams. Do you, does that name sound familiar, Ronnie Abrams? Abrams. Yep. Okay, hold on. Yeah. The narrative at the New York Times is that Abrams' husband, Greg Andreas, is an accomplished former broken federal prosecutor. Our take is that Greg Andres is part of Ronnie Abrams' immediate household and a law partner at the Davis Polk and Wardwell LLP, a law firm that has problematic ties to Bankman Freed's bankrupt crypto exchange FTX. Another crypto firm is because it had meshed with BlockFi, which is also now in bankruptcy. According to the Davis Polk website, the following occurred in July of this year. Davis Polk advised BlockFi, Inc. as a borrower under $400 million loan facility, provided by West Realm Shires, Inc. Not only that, is Ronnie Abrams is the same judge that presided over Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump that basically threw Donald Trump's court case, one of court court cases out and was the one that prosecuted Jeffrey Epstein. Of course, dude. Yeah, of course. Boyd, I didn't do anything. Call it out. It must have been a good refresh. Uh, but I'm glad that you got it, and we're good to go now. Uh, Australian, oh, yeah, this is great. Welcome to George Orwell's 1984. Australian police demand citizens report neighbors who talk about conspiracy theories. <laughs> you just fucking can't make mm. this shit up. Yeah, until um, <laughs> more of them come true, and then they want to be your friend all of a sudden. That's right. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. What are you? What are you up to? Wait till they start. Wait till they start giving out rewards for reporting people. Mm-hmm. Remember, bring a friend to get vaccinated and get a new TV or a free toaster. What they were doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that guy eating his hamburger and fries. Yep. Like. How is that even real? It looks like a parody. You go back and watch these things. Report a disinformation agent and be entered into a drawing to get up to $1 million. I guarantee you it's coming. Lottery. Yeah. They're going to do it. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. They incentivize the vaccine. You remember? Win movie tickets for life. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. How how is that... uh, how is that uh, that loaf of bread that you got for getting your vaccine for free? How is that treating you? I don't know. I just had a stroke. Yeah. Can't eat bread. <laughs> yeah, we can't ask them. They're dead. Yeah. My God, this is uh, going to be happening all over the place. It already has happened. <laughs> we saw it with Twitter. Yep. Wow. So. Uh, I wonder what's going to come out next in the Twitter files. We know that there's going to be a lot more progression occurring within the Twitter files and more release. I have a feeling that um, we're, we're seeing some preparation being taken by certain um, global organizations to shield themselves from this fallout. World Economic Forum uh-huh. has canceled Twitter, directs followers to Chinese social media apps. Interesting, huh? Yeah. So 
Prior to its conference in Davos oh, next month, the World Economic Forum appears to have joined the cancel campaign against Twitter, taking uh, taking rec- by recommending Chinese state-controlled social media apps to follow along with the Davos man into the future. And they said uh, you can follow along on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, um, as well as TikTok, WeChat, and Weibo. <laughs> and you got to wonder, My are God. they... Uh, are they going to be named in the upcoming Twitter files? I bet they will. Absolutely. I hope they are because we know who's at the top and it might not necessarily be them, but they're near the top and they're definitely among those self-proclaimed elites. Um, I was wondering, oh shoot, dude, I totally just lost my thought. Um, World Economic Forum. World, I know, I know. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're probably complicit. They're moving people to Chinese apps. Ah, fuck, I don't know. I lost it. Okay. Mental health expert. Level of psychological distress in the UK has doubled since the COVID began. You know, this is interesting because it's something that I've looked at in my own life. Mm-hmm. Is that people right now are enduring such massive levels of fight or flight that it's crazy. And so the the mm. pressure, the stress, the pain that it incurred during COVID has never ended. It's been one long perpetuation of this fight or flight mechanism being played out of your paras of the overwhelmed parasympathetic nervous system. Think about it. Yeah. I mean what has really has there ever been breathing room that has came about in this country? If you look at the news cycle every day, there hasn't been and you think it's bad for us imagine the person who's completely brainwashed and still Mm -hmm. thinks they need to put a mask on every day they're probably terrified and stressed and it's definitely not good for our health i I do a lot in my life to mitigate stress even though you know life's still stressful i mean isn't it for everybody but these uh studies that are coming out and these analyses of people's uh mentalities is alarming well, I think one it. thing we should focus on then on the social red pill is kind of how to mitigate a lot of the stress, how to relax. And, and this is kind of why, look, I, I come out with doom and gloom, but I tell people, listen, this is probably the most prepared audience in the whole truth community. Like, we get it. We understand what's happening. I'm the only one not blowing smoke up your ass, okay? I'm not sitting here moving goalposts. I'm not sitting here telling you that everything's sunshine and rainbows and that Jesus is going to fly down on a big old white fluffy cloud shooting lightning bolts out of his ass, taking out the deep state, that that Q is going to be right behind him throwing truth bombs and Moabs and and, and the Patriots are going to save the day. Sorry. If that's the reality, that's the reality that occurs, but I'd much rather be fighting right by their side than waiting for that shit to happen. Just me. When I was entering the Patriot Street Fighter show, I said, you know what? Is God created you in his image. And do you think that that image was somebody who sits back and waits for things to happen while someone else fights fights the battles? No. No. And potentially be a victim? No. No, absolutely not. That's the thing, is God didn't create us to be. God created us to be strong, courageous, full of vigor, understanding what it means to win, that freedom isn't free, that you have to fight for it. And you know what, dude? I don't have nightmares about it, but I've thought about it, is what happens when my door gets kicked in. Yeah. Right? What, what am I going to do when my door gets kicked in? Well, firstly, they won't find all my my guns and ammo I lost in the boating accident. Oh, you too? Yeah, dude. Horrible, man. I lost them right on the lake down the street. Yeah, I lost mine in the bay. It's pretty deep. Yeah, pretty deep. Almost 100 feet. Yeah. But, but, you know. Yeah, I think about that stuff too. Yeah, me too. And I think about how I'm going to get out of it. And, you know, becoming a political prisoner. Because here's the thing is if that day came where they came for us, you're not getting out of jail. You're you're dying there, okay? That, that's how that's going to go, and oh. I I really do think that that day is coming. That, Some people could that because we will be persecuted before our political, our religious, our spiritual, our patriotic beliefs. 
Think, think about what Lord Acton said, right? Truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Yeah. Third, it is accepted as self-evident. Think about all the people, 1930s Germany, who stood up against the Nazis. What happened to them? They were killed. They were killed. They were jailed. They were exiled. They were shut up. Right? They were stomped with a boot. And what did what did the people around them do? Oh, well, it's not me, so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. What is hold on, I I gotta read it. We do it at least once a year. Go. Read it, read it, read it. This is like worst case scenario stuff, and it's a possibility, man. Yep. First they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak because out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there is no one left to speak out for me. Pastor Martin Niemöller, Nazi Germany. And that's the truth. That's where we are literally at right now. And it started with the J6ers. Yeah. Okay? It started with the J6ers. As sad as that is. Oh, yeah. And listen, I can give everybody my thoughts on January 6th. Did people fuck up? Yes. Absolutely. If you want to look at what happened on January 6th and think that good people didn't do bad things, you're incorrect. People were put into a very volatile situation and people made mistakes. It happened. Was it a setup? Was it? All that aside, there was people who saw it for what it was. Mm -hmm. I ain't getting involved in that. Alex yes. Jones, literally, don't go in there. Don't go yeah. in there. Right? So mm-hmm. those were my thoughts. People made mistakes. Every, it happens to everybody in their life. Okay? Do they deserve what they're getting now? Absolutely not. That is cruel and unusual punishment. That is a direct violation of their fifth constitutional amendment with a, a uh, no due process of law. Yeah. And they are political prisoners being held over the head of America to never raise your fist at your government again. That's what's happening right now, okay? Yeah. I 100% agree with that. But, like, majority of these were just minor felon, minor misdemeanors. Nothing. But either way, people made mistakes. We understand that. Not all of them. Some of them. But with that being said, is that's the first stage. That's, that's truth being violently opposed. Why were we there? We were there because we were contesting an election. Not that we were saying that the election was stolen. We were saying we wanted our voice heard. We were saying that, hey, we have suspicions that there was fraud during this election. Please investigate this. That's called your first constitutional amendment, a right to redress of grievances from your government. That's why they were there. The government, the, the Declaration of Independence, which is one of the foundational legal documents, also says... That when a government becomes tyrannical or oppressive to a means, it is the right, the duty of the people to overthrow that government. So in actuality, what they did on January 6th was well within their rights because their constitutional rights were being violated. They were not getting the redress of grievances. And they rose up and said, fuck this. We're going in. They didn't, not that necessarily there was massive violence or anything like that. But I I see how it's justified. It was not an insurrection. It yeah. was human beings expressing their right yeah. to, to overthrow their government, which we have the right to overthrow our government in this country. If people say, no, you don't, give me a constitutional scholar and I'll tell you a dude who's fucking paid off by socialists. Because you absolutely <laughs> have the right to overthrow your government. The Second Amendment is not for bird hunting and deer hunting and to protect yourself from some dipshit who's knocking at your door trying to break in and steal your things. Your Second Amendment is to protect... This country, other people from foreign invaders and domestic infiltrators trying to overthrow your government. That's what this is about and invasions into your country. Okay. You know what I would even argue? That's a very American perspective and it's true. Yeah. What about what about if we didn't have any of these documents? I would say it's still valid. I think that concept is valid globally. Because at the end of the day, nothing could stop everybody. If everybody wants to do something, they're going to do it. That's the point. Well, and that's the truth, is that 
it states in the Declaration of Independence that these rights are inherent within us, that they're granted to us by our creator. Now, we can argue the whole Christian doctrine of the creation of this country. You go out and look, they're going to tell you the natural God, the God of nature, is what they declare as God. These were a bunch of men, many different theological, religious, dogmatic, spiritual lineages here. They're not talking about just Christianity. They're just talking about the natural God, okay? But God gave you various rights. They are inherent within you. And these rights are the right that's felt defense, the right to overthrow a government that is comprised of the people. That if Mm -hmm. the people say, hey, look, this isn't working out for me. You guys are doing a shitty job. This is done. That's it. And, and, you know, this happens all the time in other countries. And to think that we don't have that power or authority that we're somehow perfect in our our republic, crazy, is that we have every right and ability to do that. And has has there ever been an unarmed coup, by the way, in history? Um, um, well, there was a one. Well, there was a coup that basically took place with less than five bullets shot, <laughs> and one person dead. Do you know which one that was? No. JFK. Dun dun dun. The shot heard around the world. My God. Yep. And now we have a whole, you know, isn't it interesting that Q came out with talking about the shot heard around the world on, on April 17th, which is the, the anniversary of Lexington and Concord. And uh, all of a sudden we had the vaccine, which is a shot heard around the world. And it's really turning into being the shot heard around the world. Yeah. And, it's an interesting topic, that whole Q thing. And I got my, I always look at things from a very hypercritical analysis. We all know this. And I use it as a tool, not as a savior. I use it as a, 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 a body of information that I can reference, not as something that's going to lead me to victory, okay? And we have to look at all things in the world like that. That we, we shouldn't put our hopes, our dreams, our ambitions. We shouldn't put our freedom in the hands of a politician or a billionaire or anybody for that matter. That you need to hold on to that shit yourself. You need to hold on to it and you need to defend it and protect it with your life. Like, listen, do I agree with everything that Donald Trump does? No. Today, he pissed me off. You're muted. I noticed that. Let's talk about it. He came out and supported Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House. Yeah, he explained that. I watched that video. We don't want some other crazy person to get more votes than him. Andy Biggs? He's with the Freedom Caucus. Look, that's who we look at as the good guys. Like, does Donald Trump not have his pulse? On the heartbeat of the Republican Party? Is he paid off? Does he know something about Kevin McCarthy that we don't know? Is there a certain bond there? A deal that was made? I, I don't know. But here's the thing. Is is. I don't want Kevin McCarthy. Something weird. Something's interesting there, right? I, I don't know. Does that mean that Trump's a traitor? No. Does it mean Trump's a bad guy? No. But here's the thing. I don't trust anybody with my freedom. It looks bad at face value. Let's just face yeah. it. Whether it, there's anything there or not, I understand where you're coming from. But I also look at it like this. I will vote for Trump in 2024. I will hope that my vote does matter. I'm going to fight before now and then to make sure that the elections are safe and secure. And I'm going to do everything humanly possible to get this country back on track to where it needs to be. Do I think that this country is ever going to recover for this? No. I think what Medvedev actually said is that this country will be going into civil war. Do I believe that that's going to happen? I think that's a very good potential that that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, eventually in the future, there could be peace, right? 
I don't know. Um, I, I think I that. I think that this world right now is on the brink. It's on the cusp. It's on a precipice. Is that all it's going to take is one small little catalyst event and all shit's yeah. going to hit the fan. The oh, proverbial yeah. fan. Yeah, like World War One. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And, and I think that that's where we're at. We're at this moment where all that's going to happen. Now, mm-hmm. who would I want in the presidency when that happens? I want Trump in the presidency when that happens. I trust that guy to lead my military. I trust our military generals to a certain degree, right? At the end of the day, if our military generals are faced with, you know, destruction of the United States of America or the defense of the United States of America, I'm sure that they're going to pick the defense of the United States of America. You want to know why? Because they don't want to kill themselves? Because there's officers underneath that that'll put a bullet in their head if they fucking betray this country in a time of war. And they guarantee you they're out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I guarantee you that there's people out there right now in our military, in our government, who are just as patriotic and, and American-loving as you and me. There's people in the intelligence community who are just as patriotic and, and, and God-fearing and American-loving as you and me. And they are not going to watch this country go down in flames. And they will do everything in their power. Uh, someone said this to me today. Maybe you can guess who this was. He said... 2023 is going to be the year of the whistleblowers. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, Whoopi said this to me. And so you're going to see the year of the whistleblowers. Is that DOD, intelligence agency, White House, this type of people. Is that the deep state's going to start getting scared and people are going to start blowing the whistle. Patriots are going to come forth. You know what that is. This is the... This is really the give me liberty or give me death moment for these people. For us. It is. It really is. I think it's going to come down to that. I mean, talking about tattling on people and stuff, whistleblowers. Yeah. I can see it falling apart. And to that extent, we already see it happening. We've got Project Veritas just launching these crazy stories constantly. So Joe Biden today on his Twitter, Mm -hmm. he's like, uh, I I want to find out what the number was. Hold on. Let me find out what this number was. Um, Twitter. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, let's get some chance going there. He posted. Um, oh my gosh, Winston! There it is. He said nearly eleven point five million Americans signed up for insurance on healthcare.gov from November first to December fifteenth. That's a record and proof that we're delivering. We're not finished working to make healthcare a right, not a privilege. Sign up now to get healthcare for year 2023. Oh. Why were people signing up for healthcare on healthcare.gov? Oh, wasn't that for. Oh, shoot. I want you to think really hard, okay? They're lying about the employment numbers, they're lying about the unemployment numbers, okay? We're, We're already in a recession. People have no yeah. money, okay? Yeah. Why are people going to healthcare.gov right now? Oh, they don't have jobs. <laughs> they don't have fucking jobs. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have healthcare from their employers. That's not funny, but it's just... It's not funny, but... but yes. Nearly yeah. 11.5 million. Oh, yeah, 11.5. <laughs> it's working. Yeah. 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 It's people just don't have jobs. They need healthcare. Yeah. The funny thing is that that's so deducible and obvious when you walk through it like this. Wow. So, uh, Mark, I love it. I love it. But uh, I've seen some of the evidence that Mike Lindell has on the proof of the t- stolen 2020 election. Um, eh. L- let's just say this. If he had something on the 2020 election that was legitimate that showed 100% mass fraud it would already be out in the public domain this charade would not be going on anymore what if he was like alright everybody cut open your pillows (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's a thumb drive (laughs) (laughs) what is this that would be epic. Oh my gosh. 
Oh my god. Look, I have to bring comedy to the situation. This is serious stuff. Yeah. Um, what was this one? While we, the West was busy on Russia, Russia, Russia. Very different. How many people do you think? Okay, let, let's listen to this real quick. I think this is going to give us a little perspective. In Russia last year, 400 people were arrested for things that they said on social media. 400 people in Russia. Obviously, this country is very different. How many people do you think were arrested in Britain for things they said on social media last year? Go on. Take a guess. I have no idea. 3,300. Really? Arrested for what they'd said on social media? Yeah. Really? What sort of things get you well, arrested? Well, one example I give in my show is uh, there was a young woman from Liverpool uh, called Chelsea Russell, and people can look this up. Uh, her friend was killed in a car crash, a 19-year-old woman. And she posted the lyrics of his favorite song on her Instagram, the lyrics. And it was a rap song, so the lyrics contained several instances of the N-word. Okay? She was arrested, prosecuted, found guilty, given 500 hours of community service and a fine, tagged, and for a year she was under 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. curfew. Coming to an America near you. Yeah, you know, of course, you shouldn't say those things. That's obvious, but right. oh, but uh, this is ridiculous, dude. More people in the UK than Russia. Mm-hmm. That was the comparison, right? Well, did you see that comedian a few weeks ago? You know how they uh, they banned that Frank Sinatra song? They said it had overtones of rape. It was a Christmas song. Remember the one in the movie Elf that he's singing in the locker room with the the lead girl in the movie. I'm sorry, dude. No. What's okay. That? What happened? Well, supposedly this song has overtones or hidden messages of rape. Duh. Frank Sinatra? Well, no, like... but the song really doesn't. Oh, but, okay? but like they banned it. They canceled He's... it. Well, at it's the Frank same Sinatra, time, though. the same time, the number one song on the Billboard music charge is My Wet Pussy. Oh, yeah. WAP. And he, yeah, and he did the parody, like. This one, his, he goes through the lyrics like this one got banned, but this one didn't. Yeah, baby, it's cold outside. Ah, uh, and they took it out of context and. Well, yeah, they they, they banned this one, but yeah, my wet pussy is not banned. Yeah, no, they want kids to sing it. Except, who wrote that? Nicki Minaj or something? I don't care. I, I, I think they're either, the worst. Whoever wrote that, pieces of shit. Her daughter was. There's a video of her daughter listening to that song, and she runs in. She's like, "Don't listen to that." Her own. Yeah, kid. It's like, so why are you putting this out to everybody else's kids, but you won't even let your own children? It's because it's a psyop, and they don't want to poison exactly. their own families. That's why it's got that four four. It's Cardi B, but four four rhythm. Cardi B, thank you. I don't know pop culture. I just I live in a different world. I don't focus too much on pop culture. Yep. So hospitals were paid more for admitting COVID patients and putting them on remdesivir and ventilators than they got paid uh, more for every COVID death. Why? So the mainstream media could weaponize fear to get more people vaccinated. This isn't a conspiracy theory. People were played. Listen to Doc, uh, Tom, Attorney Tom Rents. The transparency is the key to this whole thing. Whether That transparency can be put into bills and into various things in which you always need to do. This is my recommendation for a solution. Okay. You need to, and you do have the power to do this, because politically, how do you oppose transparency? How do you oppose outcome-based funding for hospitals? Mm-hmm. When those numbers are reported, so we have CMS data that showed in, in Texas, 90% of the people put on ventilators died. 90%. You have a better chance with Russian roulette. Literally. Okay? Protocol. That's a protocol. So listen, and not only is it a protocol, but they get paid to do it a lot. When you get go to the hospital, you get tested. They get paid more. When you get uh, admitted for COVID, they get paid more. When they put you on remdesivir, they get paid more. When you get ventilated, they get paid more. When you die, they get paid more. This is perverse. We have incentivized the murder of patients rather than incentivized treatment. It's really easy. We just put that out in the public and say, hey, public, this election season, do you want us to incentivize hospitals to uh, have good outcomes, or do you want us to continue incentivizing the murder of your loved ones? I don't know. And Tom Rents fighting a good fight, and he's spot on. But just think about that. 
Hosp- you know, hospitals are not your friends, and I, I can't. Yeah, so sucks. I though you know, I'm glad that I have a network of people on my phone. Doc, like I got probably th- twenty to thirty doctors on my phone. Where if there is something going on, I can be like, dude, what's up? What, what should I do? Right? Like, yes, I, I'm blessed to have that. Okay. Well, look at the red pill too. We have a lot of a lot of people saying, "Hey, yeah. this is what I do." Here's what we talked about during the show, and there's some good resources there too. That's right. I, I can see myself now with a broken leg, calling up my doctor, be like, "Dude, I broke my leg. It's fractured in half. Go to the hospital." Nah, I'm okay. But uh, what should I do to heal it if I wanted to do it at home? <laughs> it's scary because there's some things, like if I am using a knife and I cut the back of my finger and my tendon gets snapped. Yeah, there's not much I could do. But go to a hospital and get a very complex surgery to reattach that tendon to get nah. a working finger again. Or I just some duct tape. Stubby. Some duct tape. No, dude, you won't be able to move it. So there's just certain things, you know, especially as you get older, where you have to rely on surgeons and things like this. So I went to the chiropractor today because I got like nice. um, military injuries, neck, back. I used to be a power lifter. And uh, they did x-rays and this type of stuff. And, uh, you know, I was telling them, like, I had two surgeries in the military, my only two surgeries I had in my life. And they said, um, you know, and I was telling them about my neck. And my, my last doctor said I needed to have surgery in my neck. And I looked, I looked at the woman and I said, no. She goes, what do you mean no? I said, I will never go for another fucking surgery again in my life. She goes, good for you. I go, exactly. Not happening. If my body, if my body can make the injury that way, my body can heal the injury. Mm. Think about that. It is if your body gets miscombobulated in some way, shape, or form. It yeah, can it uncombobulate mis- itself. It gets misaligned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and like if I broke my, my leg or something like that, I'm like, I'd go to the chiropractor and be like, dude, reset this. That's gonna hurt. Don't care. Reset. Well it. Well, what's the solution, you know? It's Thank you Decentralization. for the birthday wishes, guys. Decentralization of all of it. Well, wasn't that one of these articles I had? Absolutely. Yeah, it is. But that is a solution because I don't want to go to a hospital that I don't trust. I don't yeah. want to go to anybody I don't trust. I don't want to be coerced. I don't want to be forced to do anything I don't want to do. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be murdered. So... Dr. Yeah. Robert Malone calls for decentralization decentralization to overcome government medical tyranny. Um, the inventor of the mRNA and DNA vaccine cores, the original mRNA, not only the currently one used for COVID vaccines, is speaking out again against the best way to decouple ourselves from the rapidly encroaching tyranny of Western governments and their medical establishments. Um, Dr. M- Malone, who has just published a new book, Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming, analyzes the tyranny citizens of Western democracies currently face and how to get out from under it. Uh, the final part of the book focuses on how we can create a better future with a focus on creating decentralized local governments and communities while also creating the potential to network with each other on other national and international levels. I love this. Exactly yeah. what we're doing financially with decentralized cryptocurrency, with money, with parallel economies. We need parallel. We need parallel decentralized governments. Absolutely. My pen yeah. don't work. Ah, join the club. I I don't have a working pen either. I need it. Yeah. That one moves Today. to the front of the line. I like that one. This but, is the first day. In, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So you, Democrats are giving uh, Governor Greg Abbott. Some shit mm-hmm. for sending uh, illegal immigrants to Kamala Harris's house on Christmas oh, Eve. Oh, or them. I mean, they don't want. They don't want. What's your thoughts class. on that? I think that they're hypocrites. I, I think they should have invited them in for Christmas dinner. Why don't they want Mexicans in their communities? Are they racist? Well, I hate it's saying the fact that. that he did it on Christmas Eve. Right. I mean, it's a gift. They're in America. Didn't they want? Yeah. Here, we're sending you to a sanctuary city. Not only a sanctuary city, a sanctuary house. They're millionaires. Why don't they help them? Yeah. Dude, it's ridiculous. And I think they should just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. We'll see what happens with that. So many illegals. Oh, my God. What a crappy situation. 
Okay. So Tracy Beans on Twitter, this was the most important testimony of it all so far because it completely obliterates their fit to sh- pay uh, fit to page shrink the fit excuse. Mm. If there is only a 20 ballot image and only 20 inch paper, shrinking the 20 inch ballot image to fit 20 inch paper would have done nothing. And she's right on that. And so Mr. Liddy's assumptions of a shrink to fit is inaccurate and to boot or to further to add that if the ballot definition is 20 inches and you print it on 20 inch paper, shrink to fit will do nothing. The margins will be exactly the same as they were on a regular ballot and they should be tabulated, but they weren't. They were 19 inches, which means that someone went in there and actually modified the margin requirements, which is showing that this was done intentionally. And this was the whole yes. point. And the judge didn't care to hear that. Or maybe the lawyers didn't make that good of a point. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't mentioned the first day. The second day, their yeah. whole narrative fell apart. You don't understand. But Wayne Allen Let's Root. see some. Let's see something happen. Yep. Why? Trump we we know Root. you don't like Mitch McConnell. But why do you stand with Kevin McCarthy or Ronan McDaniel that's another two I get all the time, but we don't understand why. Because to me, I don't like them either, like McConnell, to me. But you tell me. Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you. Look, first of all, uh, I think Kevin uh, has really worked hard. I think perhaps most importantly, we're playing a very dangerous game. We have a majority of uh, literally a few votes, a few votes, and you could end up with somebody uh, just horrible. You could end up with a horrible speaker, including possibly a Democrat speaker. So they're playing a very dangerous game. You know, I could tell you a, a lot about, look, I know so much about this particular thing, but they're playing a very, very dangerous game. They really are. I get very it. Dangerous I get it. He's game. better than the worst case scenario. But you know that at times McCarthy has stabbed you in the back. So, no, so when he does he that, I, I don't mean, like I mean, I understand that. I yeah. understand that. I mean, he does it again. Right, we'll right. fight back and all this stuff. But And it's possible he will. You know, I mean, I get life. I get the way it works. But we are in a situation where, you know, a couple of votes and you're going to have people. We had a guy named Boehner. You know, he was a cry. Yeah. Anyways, I disagree. Um, I, I, I understand what he's saying, though. He's saying that we only have a majority in Congress by a few votes. You need someone in there who's strong, experienced, has good relationship and ties with Democrats and Republicans, who can play party lines, who can get bills passed. I completely understand that. Now, is that person Kevin McCarthy over Biggs? Yeah, probably. Right. Is that do you want someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene in there where the Democrats want nothing to do with her? They're never going to. Right. And and a lot of Republicans don't like her. Or do you want the person in there who has the rhino vote? Can get some independent votes as well as get the majority Republican vote. I think that's what he was trying to say. I agree with him, but I think Kevin McCarthy is a fucking slug. Fair enough. Yep. And Elon came out and said much more to the Twitter files, COVID edition, than this introductory thread. Follow-up piece coming next week featuring leading leading doctors and researchers from Harvard, Stanford, and other institutions. Remember what I said earlier? Yeah, other institutions. World Economic <laughs> Forum that? left Twitter. Oh, yeah. It is. So what if you see the World Economic Forum emailing Twitter telling them to censor content? I have a feeling you that's know? what you're going to see. Some connection. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I'm going to go to the Battle of the Streams. Enlightened Science just donated one diamond. Happy birthday, Josh. Thank you so much, Enlightened Science. Shannon, 1313, donated one diamond. Happy birthday, Josh. Thank you so much, Shannon, 1313. And Patriotic Pisces donated one diamond. Happy diamonds for Josh. Or birthday diamonds for Josh. Thank you so much, Patriotic Pisces. JCMC0007 celebrating a 12-month substreak. Thank you so much, JCMC. Uh, Boyd556 celebrating a 14-month substreak. Thank you so much, Boyd556. Glasgow. Glasgow. 18650 just followed. Welcome to the show in the Red Pill fam, Glasgow. Uh, Patriotic Pisces gifted a one-month subscription uh, to Light Time. 
Thank you so much. And then to Lolo1967, or 1976, sorry, Lolo, 1976. Patreon at Pisces, thanks for those donations. And then Barber's Lines Matter, gifted five one-month subscriptions to users in the channel. Thank you so much, Nate. Vader369, gifted some shades. Happy birthday. And Rwood79, $5 on Rumble. You mean go back to the community-run schools, doctors, and everything. Exactly. Decentralize America back to the local communities. Absolutely 100%. Yeah, and Rwood79, a dollar. What about Steve Scalise? Good candidate. But I don't think he still has the clout that McCarthy has. Who's this? Um, Louisiana's first congressional district. So, guys, I'm looking to see if there's any breaking news we want. I don't think we need to get into the economic news tonight. Um, We all know the economy's shit and what's happening with that. Uh, we went out over a good amount of the information that I really wanted to go over. Um, I'm going to break, and then we're going to be, I would say, an hour. How about an hour from now? We'll just I – mean, so here, here's the thing. If you're joining the Social Red Pill and you're going to go on the Social Red Pill Zoom, okay, it is active right now. So you can go on there and you can join in. There's going to be people in there right after this show's over, and you can join that now. You don't have to wait till I send the link out. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'll be on in an hour. So nine 30, my time, 10 30 Eastern time. I'll be on in an hour. So I'll be likewise about an hour, but yep. So we'll send the, uh, the link out there about five minutes before I get on. You guys will get a notification, but, uh, but thank you for guys, for all your patronage, for, for everything that you guys do for the red pill project, for being supporters of us. We couldn't really do this without you. So just much love and respect and God bless you guys. Thank you so much for all the support out there, for all the donations that come in, for all the subscriptions, uh, for all, you know, using our affiliates, you know, uh, Kirk Elliott, my pillow, all these people. Thank you guys all. Don't forget to just go out there, subscribe to whatever channel you're on, as well as redpills.tv. Put that email in in there. Uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you guys here tomorrow. Good night.